the last of the new kids, so far. It's the expansion class of 1998 on Bullpen. Hey everybody, welcome to Bullpen, the show that takes a look at teams gone by, but applies the teams of today logic to how they put that team together. My name is Russ, and today we'll be looking at the last two expansion teams so far. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays, and I can say Devil Rays now because we are talking about the 1998 team, and the Arizona Diamondbacks, both coming into the league in 1998. Of course, expansion will more than likely happen again at some point, but it hasn't happened yet. Let's first recap your expansion 1998 Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Had John Flaherty behind the plate. In the infield, you had Fred McGriff at first base, Miguel Cairo at second, Kevin Stocker at short, and Bob Smith got a majority of the starts at third base, although we'll get to a guy he split time with in a second. Mike Kelly, Quinton McCracken, and Dave Martinez had the majority of starts in the outfield with Paul Sorrento serving as the primary DH. So if that's our lineup, how are we going to split up the bench spots? If we're going to cut it down to just three, well... We need to make some adjustments. First up is the backup catcher spot, and although Tim Laker did get into three games, really all the games are split between John Flaherty and Mike DeFelice, so DeFelice is your backup catcher. Now, the backup infielder spot makes for a curious situation because Wade Boggs did get into 123 games with the Rays, although Bob Smith played more third base. Since Bob Smith could play all around the infield, you'd think Wade Boggs would make this team as well. Although young Aaron Ledesma hit 324 as a backup on this team, so if they're cost conscious, they maybe go with Aaron Ledesma. But you gotta also remember Wade Boggs is from Florida and was a pretty big draw that first season with the Rays. So I think you have to put Wade Boggs on the team as a quote unquote infielder and then use Bob Smith at other positions when you need to. Miguel Cairo also had some versatility, so that could help out as well. Backup outfielder seems like a slam dunk for young Randy Wynn. In his first season, he hit 278 with a home run and 17 RBIs, getting into 109 games as the backup outfielder. Although Rich Butler, Bubba Tramwell, and a bounce around Jerome Walton also saw some time on this team as reserve outfielders. So it actually was a pretty easy team to shave down to just three bench spots. What about that starting rotation? Well, you had Rolando Orojo, Tony Saunders, Wilson Alvarez, Julio Santana, and a split between Dennis Springer and Brian Ricard in that final spot. Closer was Roberto Hernandez, setup was Esteban Yan, Jim Messier, Elby Lopez, and veteran Scott Aldred. They actually did have two pitchers not listed as their main 11, make it over 60 innings pitched. Jason Johnson and Rick White both pulled that feed off. They also had substantial relief work from Dan Carlson, Rick Gorecki, Ramon Tatis, and Terrell Wade. But did they have help on the farm if they needed to shuttle players back and forth from the minor leagues with a bigger bullpen? They did. At AAA Durham, they had a few guys who did not play much in the majors that year. Guys like Mike Duvall, Dave Island, Mark Eichhorn, trying to make a comeback at age 37, along with Josias Manzanillo and Matt Rubel. They had a couple of guys who never made the majors. John Daniels had an ERA of 186 in four games down there, and Santos Hernandez in 53 games had an ERA of 484, but also was 2-0. Once again, like last time, there is no double-A team, but there is a high-A team. And they had a few guys down there who would eventually make the major leagues. Nobody with a lot of, um, shall we say, uh, clout. Guys like Lee Gardner, Eddie Galliard, Trevor Enders, Julio Menon, and Cedric Bowers all made some appearances down there. A couple of guys who had decent outings did not make the majors. Dennis Pujas went 5-2 and two with a 285 ERA and 42 relief appearances. 
Neil Garcia also. John Daniels also appeared in 34 games, went 4-2 with 19 saves, but never made it to the major leagues. Moving on to the 1998 Arizona Diamondbacks, managed by Buck Showalter. Behind the plate, Kelly Stinnett got a lot of at-bats and played in 92 total games. Your infield was Travis Lee, Andy Fox, Jay Bell, and Matt Williams. David DeLucci, Devon White, and Kareem Garcia got the majority of starts in the outfield that season. But what about the bench? Some very interesting names on this bench, including Chris Jones, we saw with the Rockies, although he did not get into as many games with Arizona. First thing to back up catcher, and this is an interesting debate between Damian Miller and Jorge Fabregas. Fabregas better defensively, but Damian Miller hit almost 100 points higher with more power. Also, both of them are 28, so really not a big difference in age there. Also, both of them are 28, so you can't really say one of them is part of the youth movement. In a close call, I think I'm going to go with Damian Miller. Although, more than likely, if this came down to an either-or situation, it would probably go to Jorge Fabregas. Because Damian Miller, I think, was one of those guys who did cross picket lines in 1994. Back to the infield we go. Andy Stankiewicz got into 77 games with his team. Danny Klassen also got in some games with Hanley Frias and even Edwin Diaz. But i got to give this to Tony Bautista, who bounced around the left side of this infield. Andy Fox could also bounce around as well if need be. Plus, Tony Batista did bring some power to this team off the bench. He had 18 home runs. Backup outfielder is another curious situation. Goes between Brent Brady and Yamil Benitez. Now, Brady being a better hitter, although he didn't hit that well this season, Yamil Benitez had more power and was a bit more versatile in the outfield. So as much as I like Brent Brady, I have to give this one to Yamil Benitez, who was also a big fan of his as well. Thought he would have a better career than he did, but I've been wrong about that when it comes to quite a few players. So there's your bench, Tony Batista, Yamil Benitez, and Damian Miller. Now we got to look at that starting rotation. We had Andy Bennis, Brian Anderson, Omar Dahl, Willie Blair, Armory Telemaco, and Jeff Supan all got to do a fair amount of starts that season. Your bullpen was Greg Olson, Clint Sadowski, Felix Rodriguez, Willie Banks, and Alan Embry. They also got 30 innings out of Bobby Kennard, Bob Walcott, Russ Springer, and Aaron Small. Did they have any help at Triple A for this team? Well, they had a few guys you may have heard of. Barry Manuel, at age 32, had a great season at Triple A. They also got some pretty good appearances from Clint Zadowski, Nelson Figueroa, Efrain Valdez, Chris Michalak, and Reed Cornelius, a bunch of guys who had some major league experience. They actually went through 40 pitchers at Triple A, including poor Tim Flores, who in two appearances racked up an ERA of 135. Ouch. I also had a couple guys who never made the major leagues, although not super quality guys. Kenny Marrero went 4-2 with a 5.33 ERA, never made the majors. Ron Hartman got into a couple games, kept his ERA below 6, but most of the other guys were either position players pitching or guys who um, had ERAs much higher than 6. What about their Class A High A team? Was there any help in the major leagues to come from there? Well, a few guys you may have heard of, including a guy with a pretty big name. Brad Penny went 14-5 at High Class A that season. So you wonder if the 20-year-old Brad Penny in 1998 might have made the jump if they were shuttling pitchers here and there. They also had appearances from Eric Knott, Nick Beerbolt, John Patterson, Steve Randolph, and Eric Sable, not to mention Corey Lytle, who got into a couple of games as well. And a few guys who didn't make the major leagues. Jason Cruz went 7-7 with a 4.17 ERA, never made the majors. Joe Verplank also might have made the majors off this team. He was 10-4 with a 3.65 ERA in 42 games. George Oleksik, Russell Jacob, Tim Grieve, and Martin Sanchez also turned in some decent work, but were never given the call to Arizona proper. 
But if we applied today's bullpen rules, maybe they would have. Anyway, let's look back at the 1998 Tampa Bay Rays and Arizona Diamondbacks here on bullpen. What did you think? Were there any changes you would have made? Jorge Fabregas over Damian Miller? Would you have taken Brent Brady over Yamil Benitez? Be sure to let me know by shooting me a message. Next week, we're going to take a look at some teams enjoying their new digs. We'll take a look at the early 1970s Texas Rangers, the year after they moved from Washington. And then we'll jump all the way into the 2000s and have a look at the Washington Nationals in their first season away from Montreal. Big thanks to all my patrons on Patreon. You can find me on Patreon at Just Russ Productions. You can also search for Russ Barrett on TikTok and YouTube and find more of my content there. Until next week, this has been Bullpen. All statistical and roster information provided by BaseballReference.com. Thank you.